If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Plus, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, I just want to warn you ahead of time, uh, we had some audio difficulties on this recording. There were some bandwidth limitations, and um, I ended up cutting this short. The The whole interview, we, we just kind of cut it short at around an hour. It's not fair to you guys to have all of these audio quality issues. Um, I'm really sorry about this. Uh, do do watch and listen to to this podcast episode because there really are some, some great uh, nuggets of information here from Adam. Um, I've already got another interview scheduled with Adam later this month in uh, May of 2020. Um, so he's going to come back and we're going to continue our conversation. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. Adam, how is it going, sir? It's going awesome. Uh, really excited to be here on this uh, episode with you. Um, it's awesome. That's awesome, man. So I I think you and I both have the the COVID hair going strong. You absolutely hair beard just I actually decided to let it all grow out. So well, you, I'm good, and I like yeah I'm I'm going Matthew McConaughey right here. I'm I'm gonna get a little curly. <laughs> you, you make it look a lot better than I do. Um, or, uh, so I I I tried trimming my beard and then like reshaping it. And I, I screwed it up and I like, I went in too deep with the trimmer. I was like, oh, so I was like, the only thing left to do at this point is just took it. So I took everything off, but the goatee and you see, I'm like, it's coming back, you know, it's, uh, and then, and then when it's this short, you can start to see, like, I've got patches where it looks like I don't have hair, but it's actually, I've got like patches of like blonde and red. I've got all kinds of oh, yeah. colors happening in my beard, man. So, awesome. so, and then like, I don't know how to blend properly. So it's just like, stops. <laughs> I usually, I usually have the, the lady that does my hair. She usually takes care of all this for me, man. I'm, I'm not a real man. I have, I have people. <laughs> it's all good. Exactly. Yeah. I used to go get a haircut and everything. And so. It's different nowadays. It really is. Uh, so where where are you located at, Adam? I'm located in Fresno, California, right in okay. the center of the state. <laughs> so from the snow and two hours from the beach. So, oh man, I've got a story for you. So, <laughs> a couple of years after my wife and I got married, um, some some really good friends of ours at the time, and we we don't we barely hear from them now, you know, they, they moved, but, um, they, they were Indian. Well, they, they, they still are. They're Indian, uh, not like native American, Indian, not native American. I mean the country Indian. So they had their wedding in India and then they had, um, uh, why can't I think of the word? The thing that happens at the party, what reception, the reception. They had the reception in California, and they had it in Fresno. And um, at the time, I was I was a big proponent of timeshares. So I had, <laughs> oh boy. So I had a Wyndham timeshare, and I saw that they had a, a timeshare resort about an hour north of Fresno. Now hold, I know you want to chime in and be like, whoa. So just let me let me let me keep going with this. So we we okay. stayed at this nice timeshare. And I'm talking like I'm pretty sure it was directly north and you know what's directly north. Not but, a lot. <laughs> but other people don't, okay? So, you know, I'm checking the weather and it's uh it was March, so we did a reception in March and it was like beautiful 60s, 70s, sunny California. So we packed for beautiful, sunny California. 
we flew into San Jose because we got a super cheap flight. And, and so then we got a, a rental car and we drove from San Jose. Gosh, what is that? Like four hours, six? It was long. It felt like yeah. forever. Going from San Jose all the way over to Fresno. But not Fresno. We were going north of Fresno. So so we stayed at the Wyndham Resort that was in the uh, the Sierra Nevada Forest, I believe it's called. And and it and it was um, just outside of what is that? Is that Yellowstone? Yosemite National Park. It's Yosemite. Yeah, it's, it was a Y. Yeah. So we're we're staying in a national park. No big deal. That sounds beautiful, right? But here's what we from Ohio, a nice just flat area, thanks to that glacier 18 million years ago. Here's what we don't understand. Uh, we don't understand elevation. Okay. So we packed for Fresno weather. So, you know, sixties, <laughs> seventies, beautiful in March, but we were, what is that? Like a thousand feet up, which doesn't sound like much, but apparently that's a lot. And, uh, so we had to leave the reception early to get back to the resort before the blizzard came. No joke, Adam. No joke. So so we had a blizzard. <laughs> so so uh so we got back. I'm uh my wife is driving cuz she hates how I drive in in snowstorms. So she's driving and like a good stretch of this road is like cliff or, and if it's not, it seems that way at 10 o'clock at night in the middle of a blizzard, okay? So yeah. we're, we're going around this twisty, turny road up, up into, you know, the forest. We're, we're going to, I want to, I'm going to actually Google it real quick. Wyndham Resort Yosemite, just because I'm, I'm dying to remember the name of the resort. So you guys can look it up and laugh at me. Um, and I'm not going to find it. Am I? Uh, Awani. It might be. Is usually pretty common. Um, I'm thinking it's the Worldmark Bass Lake. Oh, it's been, it's the Tanaya Lodge. What was that? It's Tanaya Lodge is the big resort up there. Um, I'm thinking it's the the Wyndham Resort at Bass Lake because yeah okay. this this I'm pretty sure is it because it was like condos or townhomes that that we were yeah, staying in. It is, yeah. So so I I swear Adam I swear my wife was was like trying to give me a heart attack man cuz I felt like every time we we turned the car, I could feel it like sliding on the road. We we had a car from San Jose, Adam. It doesn't have like all season tires on it. We're riding like, you know, summer tires or whatever they put on tires out there in your freaking state. You yeah. I I'm giving myself a panic attack just thinking about this event <laughs> that transpired years ago. Okay. So then we, then we finally get there and, uh, we're like, okay, we'll, we'll go to bed and the freaking power goes out. So, so the power goes out and we're in like a, a condo where nobody else is at. Like it's us and like three other families in this whole resort. Okay. So we're in a condo in the middle of the woods, the power's out, and I just start hearing this banjo in the back of my mind, you know, like, <laughs> so, so then my wife and I were like, oh, what do we do? So I think we did like the pull out couch or something downstairs with the fireplace. And, um, yeah. and, and it was one of those, you know, really nice gas fireplaces, made the whole house smell like uh, gas which, you know, inevitably smelled like danger to me because I don't like when I smell that that propane or gas, you know, whatever whatever that chemical is they put in the gas. Yeah. That's what I was smelling. 
So that's that's my uh, that's my experience with Fresno. I I called Wyndham up the next morning, and uh, the next morning I woke up. There was twenty two inches of snow that had fallen overnight. Oh, wow. I'm not I'm not kidding. Like I I'd have to look. I I could find pictures, Adam, and and there was like this much snow on the top of the fence out of out of our window. Like I have never seen that much snow in my life. And I'm from Ohio, man. We've got that like lake effect snow thing coming from Lake Erie. Yeah. I have never like the difference is uh for those of you that are familiar with Ohio, like um uh northeast Ohio, like east of Cleveland, that's where they get the really bad snow. They'll get, you know, 18 feet of snow overnight or something stupid, you know, but, but, you know, we get, we get like six inches, eight inches. And then, and then they still have school because we're from Ohio. Why wouldn't we have school? Um, but, but nobody, so, so we, we called and we were like, we need to leave. And Wyndham was like, but you booked it for a whole week. I'm like, well, you better change it to somewhere else. Because this is you—you you don't have power, and I'm in the middle of two feet of snow. So, like, you know, after a bunch of arguing, uh, they finally let us just move to San Francisco, which was an amazing experience being in San Francisco. But getting to San Francisco was an adventure all in itself, because we okay. had to dig our car out of the snow. Like our car also had two feet of snow on and around it. The, the car was like, you couldn't find the car, Adam. It, it was, it was insane. It can get that way. Oh yeah. It can get that way. So, so then, then we finally dig the car out. That probably took us an hour and a half, two hours to dig the car out. Um, and then we get on the road. Now, Again, for for people that are not familiar with California, I wasn't. Uh, if you don't have snow tires, like up in the mountains up there, you are required to drive with like chains on your tires. And uh, and if you don't have the chains and you get pulled over, they'll give you like a crazy five thousand dollar fine or something like that. Um, but but we had a rental car. We didn't have chains. You could rent chains, though. Guess where the chains were at? The bottom of the freaking hill. <laughs> so, so, uh, so we we said F it. We we chanced it. We drove. Uh, my my wife gave me eighteen heart attacks on the way down. Like, cause there was no internet at this place either. Like, it, you know, it was in the middle of nowhere. There's no internet. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah. It, I felt like I was in a, a weird, like, uh, video of Africa with, like, uh, you know, that that sad music in the background. Like, that's that's what that place was like <laughs> to me. Uh, was yeah. it Sarah McLaughlin? I, I had that in the background the whole time we were there. Yeah. So on the way down, we, we drive past an internet cafe. I'm like, these things exist? <laughs> like... <laughs> So, so we finally got, so, so we finally got out of the mountains and it was so weird. Like, like looking in the rear view mirror, you know, a a few miles through it, you were able to see like the very visible line of where blizzard no longer was happening and beautiful sun. It was so, so weird. It was surreal to me, man. And then, you know, driving through California to get over to uh, San Francisco, you know, we're driving by all these farms and there's like beautiful cliffs with like, I don't know if they were goats or cows or whatever, but there's like, they're, they're like up in the middle of the cliff. They're just hanging out on a cliff. And then we, we pass all these windmill farms with the, with the power, the, the wind power stuff. And then we got into San Francisco. And let me tell you, <laughs> that, that is, uh, we had to get rid of the car. We, 
I, cu- I couldn't drive there. And I was, you know, I was like 150 pounds less at that point. So, you know, I was, I was cool, like walking up and down the hills, you know, we took taxis. Um, but man, San Francisco was, was a trip, man. All the homeless people. And then the, the people that like are actors and they, they like scare you and then you have to pay them for scaring you. Like, like that's that's a whole other oh, yeah. place too. But Fresno was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you know, live, you know an hour from the snow and two hours from the beach. So yeah, right in the middle of the state. I love it here. It it is um California really does have so much to offer, man. It's it's got something for everyone. You know, if, if you like snow, they've got plenty of that up north. If you like, uh, you know, if you like the beach, they've got that. If you like living in the middle of nowhere with, you know, goats and windmills, they got that. Like it was, it was just so cool seeing like, you know, when I think of California, you know, my only, my only thought of California is what I see in the movies, which is like, you know, mean streets of LA, you know, like that's, that's just, I assume all of California is that. And apparently it's not. It was a, oh, yeah. it was a really not, beautiful place. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. That's why we, we love our name, Sierra Pacific Consulting. It's like Sierras or the mountains. We love the mountains, but we also love the Pacific Ocean. Kind of brings marries those two perfectly. So, um, so, so I know. We love being outside, but we also love enjoying the ocean and all that stuff. So I, I know I had you on before. Uh, it's been a while. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I had you on before back when it was MSP webinars. Um, talk, talk to me, man. What, what exactly is, is Sierra Pacific doing these days? Yeah. So, you know, we, we do ConnectWise consulting, but it's more than just that, you know, we teach, consult and implement, you know, industry proven best practices, strategies to help you master your sales, right. In order to bring in that new revenue for your business. Uh, you know, we, we help, you know, services, organizations really on the service delivery in order to provide clients with what they need at the right time right so we help on the services consulting side and then at the end of the day you know we you know we help streamline the finance uh, in order to kind of grow and scale your msp it and msp business you have to know where your numbers are and in order to grow and scale so really it's all around those three quarters sales service finance uh, and so we offer marketing services accounting services consulting services service operations uh eos implementation uh but every one of our clients does have connectwise and so we use connectwise as that foundation that platform uh so we love the tool you know it's it's a it's a it's a great relationship we have uh not everybody has a great relationship with connectwise uh and i'm sure that you know some of those topics we'll talk about today um but yeah we, we are advantage partners as well with connectwise so we actually do implementations for connectwise um and give that really that real world results and best practice. There's the you know hypotheticals, and then there's the real world delivery and execution on it, right? So we kind of marry those two perfectly. That's really cool, man. So um, with with Connectwise, you said that you're an advantage partner, and you can do the implementations. I know Connectwise has like these you know crazy implementation implementation fees that you can't get out of. Um, and a, and a lot of MSPs, you know, balk at them, especially because a lot of MSPs in their opinion, ConnectWise isn't going to do very much for you to implement things. So with, with the implementation, are you able to tell ConnectWise, all right, well, fine, I'll pay you the implementation fee, but Adam over at Sierra Pacific is going to be the one doing it, not you guys. That's so exactly that what we do. So basically you tell ConnectWise, if you, Listen, they're a software company, but they also need to have proper implementation. There's a reason why ConnectWise charges implementation fee because it needs to make sure you properly implement your business. It's done right. And, you know, so you can balk at those implementation fees, but it is a tool that's going to be forever in your business. It is the foundation to everything you do in your organization from sales, service, and finance. You know, yes, I have all these things to plug into it to enhance the platform. Um, to make it, you know, really cool and configured for my business, but you need to do that implementation. You need to do that time investment. It's really important. 
And so what ConnectWise has done over the past two years, so we've been involved in the Partner Advantage program with ConnectWise for about two years now. And, you know, what they've done is said, you know what, we, you know, we don't no longer want to do implementations. We want to actually rely on uh, companies like Sierra Pacific Consulting to do that implementation because they have those real world consultants. I have a team of 14 people here uh, all around around those three kind of areas, sales, service, finance. So we have expertise to be able to talk the things, walk through the things that you're struggling with uh, in every single module, uh, teach you, give you that real world. And that's something that, you know, ConnectWise is over 2,000 employees. Uh, they do a lot of implementations themselves, and, and it's just got overwhelming for them to be able to handle that, but also keep up with the what's happening out there in the marketplace. You know, so quite often, this is what we hear, uh, is implementations from ConnectWise, uh, when people do buy it and they get it done directly with ConnectWise, it's really a, a help desk person they feel is kind of doing the implementation, right? Because they have their, their start sure where they, you know, hey, you're starting to help desk and then in a year you'll be, you know, helping do implementations. Well, they didn't have any real world MSP experience, you know, so every one of our team members has that real world experience uh, to be able to deliver an amazing platform and really keep people on the platform, but also have the platform so it grows and scales with their business. That's really cool. So if I'm understanding correctly, ConnectWise won't do an implementation for people anymore. They're outsourcing all of them to guys like you. Uh, depends on the level of implementation you do. So they do have different tiers of implementation. Um, and so right now, the gold, gold level implementation, which is the basic implementation package you can buy today, is outsourced to uh, partner advantage, advantage partners uh, like myself. So it's one of you know a hand, very select few handful of companies. That is really fantastic, man. So with with people that have you do the implementation, um, what kind of advantages are they going to have with their ConnectWise uh, and, and, you know, their, their whole ConnectWise experience, I guess I should really say? The, the, the advantage of having us do the implementation in the experience, is that kind of the question? Yeah. Like what, what can they yeah, expect so when, when you guys do the implementation versus uh, maybe them doing a lower tier for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the implementation experience are different. You know, there's a big difference when we do the implementation. You know, we do implementation for manage, sell, and automate all three of their platforms, uh, major platforms. They have all these other plugins, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but we do, you know, when you work with us, we take you through a very specific process. You know, we understand your business. It's a fit to business. I know the MSP space. I know the IT space. I been in it for literally almost 20 years now um and you know you might be an av partner you might be a security access control partner uh, a backup specific partner and so there's various different types of businesses you know i heck i even do implementations for banks that have connectwise yeah i know no people are scratching but it's not a financial platform their it departments buy it directly through connectwise and we do implementation and so, you know, what you get with us is the experience on each individual module. We have been using ConnectWise in our business since 2006. So we're a very early adopter of ConnectWise. We've been using it for the past 14 years. Um, and experience is, is amazing. You know, so this process which you walk through, the fit to business, the uh, teaching and educating you is really important. Every one of our consultants is a teacher, a coach, to show you the platform, have you understand the platform, uh, making the best decision for your business, not just telling you, yeah, you can do it this way, yeah, you can do it that way, and not giving you, do it this way because of this, this, and this. We give you the reasons why, the hows, the whys, and what, uh, right? And so that's really important to combine all those um, you know, pieces. So it's really our kind of proven process. You know, plus, the methodology has been proven over and over and over. We do over 30 implementations a month. Uh, and at any one given time, we have, you know, 60, 70 implementations going on simultaneously. Um, and, you know, we are, you know, we want to be the industry's most loved, admired, and, you know, tech-savvy consulting company in the marketplace. That, that is our mission. Um, you know, we, we take any of your, any, anybody's ideas and, you know, really translate them to great success. And it's, it's right here, written, our mission, our vision. We're all in line, every single one of my consultants. So, 
you know, no idea is bad, right? We just want to, you know, refine it and build it out and make sure it's actually executing uh, properly. Make sure, you know, ConnectWise is the right tool for you. I don't care what platform your, your, your business is on. I love ConnectWise. I want to make sure ConnectWise is fit for your business. So there's some, some situations where it's like, time out here, this, this ConnectWise platform is, it's just not for your business. It's an, it's a, you know, we feel it can be right for your business, but the way you want to use it and you're not, you know, might not be mature enough for it. Um, or it's just not ready or not yet. You might be running a retail store. You might be looking for a POS system or something like that. I feel it can fit. We can make it mold. Uh, but some some situations you need to you know look for other PSA platforms. That's really awesome that you will actually. I don't even know the right word for it, but you're you know you're you're gonna make sure you take care of your people, man. Um, and and that's that's not something that you see a lot these days is, you know, when, when you're saying that you're going to make sure that they're a good fit and maybe they're just not mature enough for it, like, the, the fact that you do that is, is you're just like a stand-up guy, you know, if when I hear you doing that. And I think you get, right now you're doing some really cool stuff for the channel right now because, um, you know, it's, it's the end of April 2020. We've got this, uh, this kind of pandemic. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called COVID nineteen. Um, Let's go back to the original. Let's call it coronavirus, okay? That was cooler. Amazing. Yeah, I've maybe, I've been maybe Corona. <laughs> I've been calling it the Rona. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. So yeah, with the virus stuff, yeah, it's uh, it's it's we've been doing some really cool things. So I do run the Connect Wild. As boss Facebook group, uh, it's hashtag CLU boss, it, and so we have a thousand plus members in there. Um, we over the past month and a half, two months, we've been just doing social hours Tuesday at 6 p.m. Uh, really, you know, it's just to kick back, relax, enjoy a few drinks, and enjoy each other's company. Um, we do bring in guest speakers and, and uh, leaders from other markets to understand their perspective, because at the end of the day, uh, it's this is a very short. Hopefully, <laughs> very short window, right? Uh, economy's kind of getting feeling like it's going to start back open back up and everything. It's really a shock to the system, uh, pretty big shock to the system. And I want to lead through this, right? I want to make sure I'm here as a solid source of, you know, helping. You know, quality relationships is one of our really big foundational values in our organization. Uh, so, you know, if you're struggling with something, if you're you know, really, the, this virus is affecting businesses reduced by 30%. I can do a mindset. I have no problem giving away a little bit of my time because it's a very short window, uh, you know, uh, that we're kind of going through this. So our business, our own business dropped about 30% uh, in revenue in, in the month of March. You know, I'm not, I'm not one to shy away from numbers and sharing it, um, you know, but I will say we've doubled our business in the month of April and we Good are on track you. to double our business in the month of May. Um, it, you know, part of that is because a lot of IT companies and technology companies are through that initial fire. You know, you understand where your business is at really when you go through that fire. Every one of your, your customers within a single week or two weeks calling you, hey, I need to move my team to remote. Hey, I need to, you know, get this computer for this person at this house. Hey, I need, by the way, I need webcams, I need microphones, I need all these things. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I need, I need, I need. And that was, you know, a three week window where it's like, Everybody slams. So of course, you know, consulting gets contracted, right? Because we're trying to help implement processes and build that stuff out for everybody. Um, so we get kind of put on the back burner because you guys have to focus on your fire, right? So now we're kind of on the back side of that where it's like, okay, I went through this. I don't want to experience it again. I don't want, I want to be able to have this scalability. And that's where we really, you know, help out. You know, our second kind of core value is, you know, we're very process obsessed. Uh, where, you know, we want to make sure there's a process for anything and everything um, in your business from implementing ConnectWise to onboarding a new client to, you know, uh, integrating other applications into ConnectWise. So you don't have to go through that fire, if you will. So hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> it does. Yeah. So uh, how do people find 
this this thing that you're doing right now the the happy hour yeah awesome so uh there is a connectwise boss facebook group you can jump in uh if you just search uh in facebook uh you can search for connectwise boss or hashtag cw boss or just go to cwboss.com uh on face and it just goes right to the facebook page you can join the group it's completely free uh i do live, live webinars and workshops in there on a weekly basis uh train teaching things here and there, sales, service. Um, you know, obviously during this virus, there's been a little bit less of that going on because we did kick in happy hour uh, on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Um, so, uh, and really we don't, we don't record, we don't stream uh, our happy hours because we want to have, you know, confidentiality. We have that quality relationship. Like, you know, we'll have 30 people on those things and or sometimes, you know, more than that. And we have respect for, you know, privacy. Uh, you guys, we want a real genuine quality. It's really difficult to be really genuine, really high quality. Uh, if you're streaming and recording and, you know, uh, uh, just some people's mindsets feel a little reserved if they know that, that that's happening. Right. Um, and so getting over that hump is pretty big. So we determined, you know, we're not going to record it. And so that's why you don't really see posting of it, uh, because we really want genuine quality relationships within those, that group, uh, because I'm here, you know, people are struggling, people are going through and fighting. You know, this whole, whole financial side of the PPP, the EIDL, what to do, how to use it. Who knows who's even getting that stuff, you know? So we're, we're here to kind of help through that. So, you know, we help with the what ifs and those type of things. That's really awesome of you, man. I know I um, I applied for PPP and EIDL, EIDL myself. EIDL, like, I don't know what the deal is with that. I applied, I haven't heard a thing. Um, you know, I said, yes, I want my $10,000 advance and haven't heard a thing. So I don't know what the deal is with that. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, EIDL, I was application number 3,515 <laughs> cause I, I applied first and then they're like, okay, well you have to apply again. And I'm like, what? And then suddenly my application, my first app, because I guess it's incrementing application numbers. And so you kind of know where you're at in line because it's first come first serve basis. So mm -hmm. in a country app, business number 3,500, and it took two and a half weeks before I even saw a dime from EIDL and, and they just deposited money in my account. I'm like, oh, what's this extra money in here? No discussion of like, okay, what do you need? Where's your financials? Those type of things. And it's like, no, it's, it's a big struggle for the government. You know, I, I'm a big believer in small government and uh this is one of the reasons is like it's this big bureaucracy and it's just it's not it needs to be run like a business and, and you know any business any financial institution that was like working like that it just I, they wouldn't have my business <laughs> so, but it's it's hard right mm -hmm. once again just like it space where you know everybody's requesting all these things from you in a short period of time the government's getting hundreds of thousands of applications they have to scale up themselves as well so I do have compassion for them a little bit because I understand in the back end that needs to happen. You know, I think in politicians you always seem to overpromise and deliver, <laughs> and uh, that's what our politicians are doing today. Hey, you'll get your money in three days, guaranteed. What? <laughs> it's been yeah, two and a half weeks, right? It's been three days, and then three more days, and then three more days. So my my application date um, looks like the 30th of March, maybe the 29th. I'm not really sure. Maybe the 31st. I see an expiration date here. So that's, that's why I'm making an assumption on when I did it. Um, no, it looks like maybe I did it April 3rd. Who knows? Whatever. My, yeah. my application number, I, I just assume that the application number is like what you were talking about, you said you were 3000, whatever. My application number looks like a phone number, Adam. It is an area code, three more numbers, and then four numbers. So if my application, so, so is, does this mean I'm the three billionth person to submit this application? No, there's so because uh, I know because when I did reapply, I had the same beginning number, but then my end number was really long. 
So it's whatever that end number is, uh, is kind of like what you are in the queue. Um, Cause I know I relatively got mine. Yeah, it took two weeks, but there was zero communication on that. You know, and it's very difficult to run business. And, you know, like I said, I had very big contraction uh, and I was, yeah, I was worried for sure. Uh, but you know what? I can't be controlled by fear. Uh, and, right. You know, that's the biggest thing. Right. You know, uh, that, you know, you, you know, you have to learn is this is a very short thing. You have to expect a little, you know, retraction in your business and expect, you know, I want to keep my team together. I'm working my butt off to make sure that that happens. Right. I love our family of employees that we have and the team that we, we've built. Uh, no other company is as strong as we are in the, you know, ConnectWise consulting space. Absolutely none. And once again, you know, I, I go back to my initial vision and, and you know, our mission and what we're here and every one of that cores and it's just, there's, there's nothing fear driven in there. Um, and so that's why I wanted to leave, you know, this whole pandemic and just do these group things and uh, other people are doing it as well. Um, so it's really exciting. I love the way the IT space is, is responding here. Um, yeah, Me too. Adding. It's like we're all coming together. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing seeing it. So for sure. So so okay. So if if we're gonna if we're gonna do it based off the the first numbers that are all the same, we can just throw away. Um, I'm I'm one point nine million. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because uh, I because I did two applications because I wasn't sure I've got two companies, uh, and then the other one's two point nine million because that one I did a few days later. So we'll see. I'm I honestly I'm not expecting anything to come of any of this. Um, I I tried doing the PPP, and I really wasn't like I didn't care enough to really put too much time and effort into it. Sole proprietor. Uh, I have an LLC filing as, as a sole prop, you know? So I've just said, here's my taxes, you know, that's, that's all I gave them as far as, you know, proof of income. And they were like denied and, and they just kept moving. Cause they, they don't even care to ask me for additional paperwork. They're, they're like so inundated. And I went through chase. Uh, they're just so inundated with applications yeah. Because uh, they said they had a hundred thousand applications ahead of mine when I initially. <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah. So I was so I did the first application was yeah thirty five hundred fifteen. So it's like three six and then it's four zeros and thirty five fifteen. Then uh, they said then they sent an email saying hey go apply again if you think you might have deselected something. So I went I was like all right let me go make double check and so I reapplied again. Yeah, and, it, and that application was like 821,000 figures. <laughs> like, I'm like, wow, I was really in there. I was a pioneer of the system, right? Holy moly. In the country. Uh, and so, you know, I imagine, but once again, I can't even go look that you can't even call. You can't even, it's like getting through is, is just a, a nightmare. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I feel for those businesses, you know, that are really struggling, the food industry, the hair, hair styling, you know, haircut industry. And, um, you know, I have, uh, contacts with some really great, amazing coaches in that, uh, those other industries and some doing some really incredible things. So people are kind of shifting their mind and, you know, uh, barbers, you know, hairstylists are doing webinar one-on-one -on -one like this and teaching people how to cut their hair themselves. Um, I would never personally do it, but it's, you know, there's a certain, like, I know my fiance, Nicole, you know, nails and, you know, getting her nails done. It's like, she feels she doesn't feel, you know, like herself, right? Because all these things that we get are served for us, you know, it's it's like kind of, it's I don't know, it's kind of weird. So, you know, a lot of people are making that shift, right, um, to kind of do things remotely. Uh, so I don't know what, what, you know, what the end result is of this, of, you know, uh, is everybody going to start working? remote now and you know because you're kind of forced into it i know a lot of people that we've talked to prior to this would oh my engineers they'll never work from home right you know kind of bring it back to the, the it space well now they're forced into it now you have to work from home uh -huh. so what numbers are you looking at what are you looking at utilization or right, what are they doing during the day as the time sheets uh, uh you know i don't want to keep a micro pulse on them but i want to keep you know my high level kpis because i want to make sure 
if I'm paying them this salary, I want to make sure I'm actually they're still getting work at home rather than sitting around, right? Yeah. So, so let's talk about that for a minute. Um, people that have a PSA, preferably ConnectWise, if if it's you talking, right? Uh, people that have a PSA, what should they be looking at? Uh, what kind of re- reports can they be running or dashboards can they be setting up just to make sure that, that their team are, are you know, getting the, the work done that needs to be done and that they're, you know, getting their money's worth out of their employees. Because, you know, I get the, that right now, you know, we had that surge for a few weeks of we need to we need to get webcams and, and laptops and whatever else, right? And depending on what types of clients you have, you know, you're you're either really lucky and you've got a bunch of clients that were essential enough that they kept running, even if from home. Yeah. Or you're really unlucky and you've got a bunch of clients that weren't essential and they shut down and laid everyone off. Or yeah. maybe you're in the middle, you know. Uh, which is what a lot of MSPs are, I suspect. So if if you if you're now in like that lull of we don't really have a whole bunch of tickets coming in, how how do you check and and verify that what little bit that is coming in is getting done, and that things that are not necessarily customer facing tickets are also getting done? Sure. Yeah. So there's there's a couple different things you're you're kind of talking about. And so one, let's 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 break it down a little bit. So you have managing the employee remotely, right? You want to make sure that they're doing certain things or certain tasks and making sure they're being accomplished. This is where your service boards need to set up, your statuses need to be set up, your workflow rules need to be all set up appropriately. Um, but also you need to run uh, reports every so often. Uh, so what reports are they? Utilization reports are really critical. Um, you know, hey, here's how much time we're putting in, and here's how much is billable versus non-billable. Uh, that is really, really critical. So you should be running that on a weekly basis. It should be running it every Tuesday or the week prior to make sure you're, uh, you know, once timekeeps are approved, everything's in. That's one report. Right and now, I, you know, the other. Real, you know, real quick, just to. I just want to chime in real quick. And you're doing that on Tuesday because that's that's assuming on Monday you're going to have the, the guys who were slacking and they're going to get all their time in real quick from last week? Uh, so, yes. So uh, a couple of things there. So we have a very structured process of time submitting. So every employee should be uh, submitting their time to by end of day Friday. Um, and it's set for on-call. On-call can be technicians or engineers that are on-call over the weekend. They submit their timesheets uh, Monday morning. Um, when you do that, then Monday is being used for basically your time approval day, where you're approving all the timesheets, reviewing them, making sure they're all online. So by the end of running that report, your timesheets are all approved. You can see exactly, hey, here's my utilization for the prior week because I reviewed this time. Um, and then the other report you run is the agreement gross profitability report, which you should generally be running um, at least at minimum once a month. Uh, but some companies do like to run it bi-weekly, so every other uh, time sheet, just to see where they're trending um, uh, for agreement gross profitability. So one thing that did hurt a lot is these flat rate agreements uh, that don't do this. Suddenly now every one of your clients is contacting you to do all this work, and yet your flat rates, you're not earning any extra money. Um, We love flat rate agreements. It's really what everybody tries to go for. But in situations like this, where it was just suddenly a catastrophic, you know, yeah. And so your margins were very thin. It's not, you lost a lot of money in compliance. But it's, once again, it's a short term thing. Uh, you know, what would be horrible is if, you know, you did all this work for a client and you also reduced the, the, the agreement or canceled it all together. And that, that does happen. So you need to make sure you obviously maintain revenue and, and profitability uh, mm-hmm. going through this is really super important. So have that have that plan. You know what administrative expenses can you cut back to keep the team members? Uh, you know um, what tools can you leverage? I know we love Brightgate. Uh, Brightgate was acquired by Connectwise, uh, and so there's you know making sure your dashboards are all dialed in. We call those scorecards in our business, um, and so we build out scorecards for every department. Um, and what we're measuring there is really super important: time, agreement, gross profitability. 
uh, uh, revenue, total MRR, and then, um, then we have MRR based on your accounting or marketing or your, your product lines, right? Uh, to kind of measure those different things, what your pipeline look like. One thing we're seeing right now is there's not a whole lot of project work going on. Um, it's all that reoccurring stuff that's happening. So they want support services. So nobody's you know buying those hundred thousand, two hundred thousand you know dollar projects. Uh, so that's kind of dried up right now, and so they're kind of maintaining retraction just a little bit. And you know, and you have to understand that. And so um, you still can be doing things for clients. You know, to get back on track. You know, you, you can be. You know, quarterly business reviews is really super important. You know, hey, let's create a plan for you. You know, this is a stressful time. I'll, I'll use this example. Best Buy. It is a non-essential store, right? It's electronics. It is closed. Well, well I mean, it's essential. Everyone gets their webcams and, and microphones from somewhere. <laughs> it, very, very true. I completely understand. But it's not a grocery store. Food. The last yeah. place I'll go is to Best Buy. I got to tell you, I've been industry. shopping at Best Buy more in the last two weeks than I've shopped there in 10 years. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're exactly right. And I have too. Now, here's the thing. They actually had a disaster plan in place. They are. Their store is actually closed. But what's nice, you drive and you can park right in front of the store. An employee comes out, see your car, sees what you need, takes an ID, and goes and grabs grab your product and walks back in. To me, that is a disaster plan that they've come up with in this, this little short window. It's actually really amazing. They just made that shift. Now, uh, I think, you know, uh, Target, they've done some of this. They're starting to do this in Target, local targets where you have that drive up and you're in the kiosk and they come walk out with your order and all that stuff. So kind of adapting on that. But I, I, I love this because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, people do need their electronics, but they can't have that public traffic. So they made that little shift. You know, so what shift are you making in your, your IT business to kind of, you know, adapt some of these, these now new working environments? Uh, that, and that's really key to make sure you're on top of that. So we like doing that with uh, those quarterly business review meetings. So making sure you have that relationship, having a one-on-one with your client, not just, you know, the admin assistant, but the owner, relate with them, talk with them, and understand how this really affected them. Are all their doors closed? Okay, well, what, do you, what can you do to reopen? What technology can you use to help reopen? Is there a mobile app you can start doing? Uh, right now, you know, thank God for Uber Eats, DoorDash. What's the grocery stuff that's nowadays that you can just ship just one of them? Yeah. That's going bonkers right now, right? <laughs> Nobody wants to leave their house. Uh, and so, you know, a lot of those applications that have kind of forethought this, you know, so that's what I challenge, you know, MSP and IT is kind of go to their client and really engage what really happened to them. How can we help solve some of these problems with technology? Uh, because now more than ever, they need our help more than ever. Um, so how you're marketing, you know, helping your clients change their marketing to some degree. Uh, we had, you know, now we're, you know, we've had changed three different messages. Now we have a different one now because we're kind of coming out or reopening or reengaging. Uh, so even my marketing just sh- shifted, di- like messaging from two months ago to now is significantly different. Oh, sure. um, and, you know, and IT owners need to understand that they need to make that same shift. So you really have to have that visionary role dialed in in your business. The visionary is kind of looking out in front, right? Um, so long answer, that's kind of what you should be doing and what you should be looking at. <laughs> so the one thing that, well, there's two things that I would say, um, one, you should be looking at that list of essential businesses and figure out a way to just reach out to those people. I'm not expecting you to sell anything to them right now, because let's be honest, they're, they're probably holding on to their wallets pretty tightly. But just reach out. Hey, you know, I'm down the road and I just figure a lot has changed. How's everything going over there? You know, check in, do a wellness call because you can't do a wellness visit. You know, just just reach out and and just talk to them and see how they're doing. 
and and start building relationships with some of these local businesses to you that are essential businesses because let's be honest guys the the world has kind of set the precedent of for some of you guys that are are totally against the this what we're doing right now with the quarantining you know you know some of you guys are like oh great anytime there's a little flu or cold going around we're gonna have to quarantine all all the the world again you know and then there's other people that are totally for the quarantining like oh man we should just stay like this forever because germs (laughs) and so so you know like no matter who you are i think you should realize that this has set a new precedent for the world and you know this isn't the only time that I think we're going to experience this in our lifetime. I think we're going to end up quarantining again in our lifetime. I think it might, and I hope I'm wrong, I think it might become more common for the world to shut down like this over a disease. Now that the world has seen it, it can survive, uh, I think the world's going to try and figure out how to do this more. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not trying to have a political debate with people about it. I'm just simply saying that don't be shocked if it happens again. So start establishing relationships with essential businesses now. Another thing you should do is sit down with your non-essential clients and help them come up with creative ways that they can be the best buys of the world. You know, Best Buy is closed. Like you said, Adam, we're not allowed in Best Buy. You know, we we are, they're closed to us uh, shoppers, you know. So like like you said, we have to, we have to drive up, park in front of the front door. We have to sit there for, you know, 10 minutes. We, we already placed the order online. They'll have it ready in an hour. So, you know, you place the order, you start driving, you, you get to Best Buy, you hang out for a minute. And, and you pick up your stuff and go. And it's great because now I don't have to go in Best Buy and look at all the fun things I want and buy more crap than I was actually there to go for. I mean, it's it's genius. Um, obviously, this is not sustainable for Best Buy. I'm sure they're not making as much as they would be if they were just open. Um, but because they're able to do this, they're not fully shut down bleeding money. So, yeah. so I think that's, that's definitely the first thing that you should be doing is, you know, getting to know people, uh, you know, start, start having conversations and building relationships with essential businesses, even ones that aren't your clients, um, have conversations with the clients that are not essential and figure out how to help them be the best buys of the world. And then the other thing yeah. I, I really think people should do right now is, Right now, if if you're slow, you should have a nest egg. A good business owner has a boatload of savings to where the business can float for a few months if there's an issue. Um, that's what I'm told. Uh, <laughs> not saying that I, I'm not saying I'm a good business owner, but I'm told that. <laughs> so. Um, the, the thing I would say is if, if you were in a position to build up that nest egg and, and put, you know, five figures in a bank somewhere, so that way you've, you've got the ability to float. Now is the perfect time to keep your employees on board and have them work on continuous improvement for your company. Um, you know, I'm not saying don't go out and hire Adam from Sierra Pacific because they're going to do a bang up job. Good thing, not bad thing. They're going to do an amazing job on uh, setting up your connect wise, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. But you know, have, have someone. You know, if if you're if you're the kind of MSP where you've got inventory, have someone go into the office for a few hours and take inventory and maybe tidy up the shelves a bit. Uh, you know, have somebody go and, uh, review your tickets and make a a list of all the tickets that they see happening a lot. And it would be just super dandy if either a, if, if they're noise, figure out how to clean up the noise from an RMM 
or B, figure out how to automate some of these things, you know, build some scripts to, to just fix the problem. So that way you don't have to keep fixing these tickets, you know, like that's the kind of stuff that you should be working on right now. Documentation, you know, get that stuff out of your head and onto some paper or notes or, you know, whatever, you know, don't, don't use the sticky notes app on your computer. That's a terrible idea for documentation. But you know what I mean? Like, Adam, what else should people be working on right now if they're slow as an MSP owner? Yeah, they're slow. Focus on your core business itself. Redefine your, you know, values. Look at your values. Look at your mission. What are you doing in your community? What do you stand for? Uh, The processes, the tools that you're using. Uh, That's what we really want to coach people on. Uh, And, you know, it might be a time to change to ConnectWise or away from ConnectWise or, you know, uh, you reevaluate those things. And so, you know, uh, one of the biggest things when you go through situations like this that we see is that, like, <gasps> that inhale, that fear, like, oh my gosh, everything's, you know, crashed. And it's like, you know, we should not have, you, you, should, you should not be in that situation. You should not have that fear, anxiety, and, and those type of things. Um, and so, how do, we, how do we eliminate that? Uh, and we focus on scalability processes, uh, implementing, we, we use traction. Uh, we implement traction uh, for businesses. I don't know if you, your, your crew. The book traction, yeah. There's actually a couple books on my trusted little bookshelf here. Traction is really super amazing, uh, but then it's also, you know, get a grip and, you know, rocket fuel, all kind of the same, you know, Gino Lickman. Um, Pick up some freaking books and start reading if you're slow. You got to start doing it. Now, to clarify, he means means if your business is slow, not if you're, like, slow. If your business is slow, there's always an opportunity to be a learn, change, and be that ever-changing, like, evolving business owner. Um, These things have been amazing. So, you know what? I told you earlier I had a retraction in my business about 30% in the month of March. I will also say the month of March was also an opportunity in our business, the most amazing opportunity in our business. And we did some amazing things with traction that since it's like, hey, well, now we have this extra time, my entire team came together and we've developed some, the most amazing onboarding processes, the most amazing uh, client experience, uh, the process which we go through and bring clients through. And that's where we redefine our mission, our vision. We are now, our entire team focused and aligned with that. Part of it is because, you know, we pick up books and read it. You know, we're working on some other things right now that, you know, uh, to that, that we're working on, you know, to kind of keep that momentum going. We have partnered with a lot of different companies lately, uh, very large uh, other organizations in the industry. Um, you know, there will be some press releases here soon uh, that we are help crafting some of their stuff as well. Uh, and because there's some synergies. Um, and so it's really, it's, you got to focus on your own company and you know not have that that fear that anxiety that you know Uh let's let's get through that and so part of me it's like education mindset uh you know so picking up some books and reading so that's awesome uh, learning how to sell right you have to have that pipeline too so you know i got tons of books on selling so anyway have you have you written any books adam I have not, but I have now been asked multiple times to, to actually write a book. Now, I don't know, maybe Carl Palachek, <laughs> he's right up the road from me. Uh, Carl's a great guy. Me. I know he has all sorts of books. <laughs> uh, so, and I, you know, I love Nigel Moore is another, he's in Australia. Uh-huh. I love Nigel Moore and uh, he's a great character. I love his group. Um, and he just came up with a book. And so my team has been harassing me <laughs> about that. So, you know, this, this, this is one of those years, you know, uh, I've become really the visionary in my business. Um, it's, go, it, it's kind of been handed off to my CEO, Kyle, who's kind of running things day to day where I'm actually able to focus on, hey, I told you I had two hours today. You know, you talked to me in the month of March, I wouldn't have two hours, <laughs> no way. Um, so it allows me to have that forethought. And so whatever you do, you have to find the time for you to be a visionary in your business. So kind of the mindset started and, you know, we started doing traction in our own business about two years ago, but really didn't execute on it. You really have to put your hat on and think about 
your business. Now, we just had a virus. We just experienced something pretty amazing happen to the entire world. Let's let's kind of let's let's take a step back and it's called the Moo method. Uh, a great friend, Dean Jackson, most amazing marketer, uh, does some really amazing stuff, and you know we're going to actually have him on uh, uh, one of our social auditors. Uh, pe some people know him, and he's pretty popular. Um, he has his this, this Moo method is 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 his thing. So what if you are suddenly you know injured and you are only able to work? two hours, or sorry, two days a week, right? What would you do? What would you do in those two days if you were suddenly only able to, and you have to write a list? So write a list, all right? Let's take another step. What if suddenly you could only, you were incapacitated, and you could only work two hours in a work week? What things would you do in your business in those two hours to keep it running? What would you do? You know, so write the list. Here's what I would do in the two hours. Wow. Suddenly now you have a list of items that you need to go focus on for your business. I don't know if I could say this, but you don't give a shit about anything else, right? You don't care about anything else but those things because those things are the most core to running your business. So really get that mindset of let me try to remove myself from the business. And then you really... Not, not remove, like you're going to be the owner of the business, but remove yourself from those tasks so you can focus on your really core, what you are amazing at, right? So put that in perspective a little bit. I challenge people in this uh, podcast webinar um, to actually do that. Spend some time. It only takes an hour. What are you going to do in two days? Okay. What are you going to do in those two hours? Um, and then you realize this other stuff, it's not really important. It's important to keep the business going uh, to some degree because there's tasks that need to be done. You need to go collect money. You need to do these things. You're going to start then realizing, okay, I need to hire for that role or outsource for that role. No, it, you're not increasing your cost to a whole lot, but you're freeing up your time to be able to do more things, right? And that's where I'm living. I'm living up, you know, I'm getting that more free time to focus on visionary and doing some amazing things with my company that I never would have thought was possible. So that's what we did during that month to kind of bring it back is we really were like, okay, we're gonna execute on these things that we, I've always thought we need to do. And since we have free team members with free time, we started executing on it. Uh, we assigned book readings, we assigned all these different things to uh, resources in my own organization. And yeah, so here I am. <laughs> and, and Adam, I, I gotta say, um... So for those of you watching this, uh, getting incredibly frustrated because, you know, Adam's talking and then like you, you stop hearing him, but you see his lips moving and then the audio kind of jumps back in going faster than he was talking. Uh, I apologize. So if you haven't noticed, uh, I'm, I'm in a different room, right? So, uh, I moved, I moved my desk. I moved my, my whole company office. I moved it to my bedroom because, uh, I've said before my, my office was in the, the living room, right? So we got sick of me like banishing the whole family to their, their bedrooms and, and saying, you guys have to go work somewhere else because I've got a podcast recording. That's not fair to them. So I moved myself to the, to the bedroom uh, and I'm trying to figure out how to make this look better without making it look like a bedroom. You know, I don't want my bed in the background, you know, like that would be super lame. But um, <laughs> if you can't tell where I'm going with this, my Wi-Fi connection, like I didn't realize how bad it was. I've got a really fantastic router and it says I have a really great connection. Uh I've got an RSSI of minus 61 decibels and noise of minus 92 decimals. It says my transmission rates at 780 megabits a second. That's substantially faster than my internet. Yet, I don't have enough bandwidth or something, or maybe I just have too many dropped packets, to where uh, this is not going as wonderfully as, as it should. So, um, 
I apologize to those of you that are watching or listening and just getting frustrated because of the quality. I think right now would be a fantastic time for us to maybe stop because I I would like to have you come back, Adam. Um, I'd like to have you come back once I've got my internet connection issue figured out because I, I think – uh, you've got such great equipment. Like, look guys, this guy, he's got a, a freaking mirrorless camera plugged into his computer and he's using that as his webcam, uh, which, which I just got my thing. I'm going to have a fancy setup here soon. I, I just don't have it yet. Um, so I think the, the people deserve Adam at, at my best, if that makes sense. <laughs> So Adam, yeah. is, is it okay if, if we wrap up now? I think we've got a lot of great tips, advice, everything for everyone, but I'd love to have you come back, even if it's like in a couple weeks, um, just to, to keep the conversation going, man. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I have no problem doing that. I fully get working remote and, you know, the different internets. I, I get that, you know, because I had to redo my office just a little bit, you know, that I got my new banner back here. Here, because behind there is actually my work dry erase board. And I was like, well, everybody's going to see all the things we're working on. I don't want to share those. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, reconvene in a couple weeks. Uh, I have no problem because I got, yeah, some really great stuff. Steve, I really appreciate your time, you know, inviting yeah. me on this thing. You know, I appreciate and, yours. Uh, I'm here whenever you guys want to join the CW Boss Facebook group. If you have NetWise, just want some free help, just go to CWBoss.com. That's really it. You know, we're there. So, Awesome. Appreciate it. All right. Hey, thanks so much, guys. Uh, we'll see you. Adam and I will see you again in a couple weeks. Meanwhile, uh, keep an eye on the on the YouTube page or on the Facebook page for the Rocket MSP podcast. Um, 15 episodes I, I was able to get posted, Adam, in April. 15. Wow. I, I want to do wow. I want to do at least that many in May. So if awesome. you, if you or anybody, you know, guys, and this is to everyone, not just you, Adam, if you or anyone, you know, uh, wants to be a guest in the podcast and we can have a fun, interesting conversation, just drop me a line. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much, everybody.